All right, everybody, welcome into another episode of Bold Predictions Podcast, BP Podcast. It's in your wallet. Joined here by Tyler and Austin again for another week of NFL football. We're going into hey, NFL, NFL Week 6. How you guys doing this week? Well, I'm doing pretty good. Ahead, I, I'm doing pretty good, Cam. Thanks for asking. Uh, fatherhood has really hit me deep. I... Uh, cruising on three hours of sleep per night uh baby just had some newborn photos today and he shit all over the blanket uh butt ass naked so it's going okay man it is uh like father like son like father like son except except for when i shit my pants i'm uh i'm running to first base so this uh (laughs) not much else man i played you in fantasy this week got an easy win uh Easy, another, fuck you. Another, We're gonna get into that. In another, a another victim, uh, Cam Bingston, Bingston, Cam Bingston. Another victim. Uh, still waiting for that uh, call about how you can upgrade your team this week. I haven't received that from you yet, Cam, but I'm waiting. So I'm waiting for that. Okay. <laughs> well, you know, I'm glad that you got the win on Cam this week because I just, you know, waxed him last week too. But. Uh, He's he's winless still, so he's having a terrible uh, terrible year in our fantasy fantasy league. But that's all right. I went three and zero this weekend in fantasy for the second straight week, making my comeback, averaging about 160 points a league each week right now. And I'm doing all right. Um, betting on the other hand, not so good. I did fucking terrible this week betting wise. Lost all my money this week in college football. Uh, decided not to bet anything on NFL football because I just, you know, shit the bed on Saturday and spent way too much money at the strippy. Um, so, uh, yeah, that's how my weekend went. Dude, Amac was spending some big bills at yeah, the club, sending was. pictures, and we yeah, got I some wanted... freaking videos. We got some dirt. I... I, I think we should post a uh, picture with yeah, all the money, yeah, all with him having all the money spread out like a fan, like he's fanning himself with all the. Uh... Uh, we we. We can't do that because there was, you know, what happens in the strip club stays in the strip club. And the bachelor party this weekend, I don't want to be getting my buddies in trouble. What happened in the strip club stayed in our group chat. I'll tell you that for free. Uh, <laughs> well, <laughs> but I, also, yeah. I also want to point out, though, um, speaking of Cam's terrible record for us, pick him. I think he's like 40%. Um, his fantasy football team is actually almost better than his picks this year, which he's won zero games. So he is actually dog shit at uh, pick on fantasy, whatever he chooses. Funny. Funny, funny, but it's truth. Is it, is it not, Austin? There's good thing. There's too bad that when the money's it's, on the it's line. A too bad when the money's on the line on the sports betting. I'm coming up clutch. Made $47 this weekend on NFL football. So forty can my ass. Money. So it's okay. I mean, I made my money back that I'm going to lose in this fantasy league this year, so I'm not really worried about it. <laughs> uh, Tyler, Tyler's bragging about winning by one point for beating a team that has five starters on the injured list. Uh, he played against a, a team that had to start Alexander Madison, who's a backup running back, um, and he barely squeaked out the win. Not my fault. He <laughs> drafted like shit. <laughs> Ter- did. Terrible, God. terrible GM move. He left. He would have oh, killed me by way more, but he puts Gabe Davis on his bench, who goes off for three catches for 170 yards and two touchdowns. So, I don't uh, need Gabe Davis, dude. I yeah, he's a reserve the, player on my team. On your team, yeah, he'd be your number one reserve. fucking PPR player, dude. He's even better than your quarterbacks. Well, 
Yo, while we're on uh, while we're on fantasy football here, let me ask you guys this about a trade. I'm not going to tell you who who sent the trade or what, but tell me if you if you think this is a fair trade. Najee Harris straight up for Josh Jacobs. Oh, uh, um, I would not do that. I traded. You I traded have, Brett the fantasy fleecer. So fantasy fleecer Austin has Najee. Brett Simon, I trade him. Josh Jacobs. Josh Jacobs is a hot commodity right now, man. He's gonna die down. Um, I traded him for Jalen Waddle this week, but uh, I traded Josh Jacobs because he's like a top ten PPR back, but he's gonna taper off, dude. He's just hot right now. No, I make that trade. No I way. Make that trade. Well, Najee Harris hasn't gotten more than like six points. Yeah, all Najee year. Harris is having a terrible year, and Pittsburgh stinks. They so suck. I'm I'd make that trade if I was you, um, especially because oh. it makes Brett Simon's team worse. And I would yeah. love for somebody to be Brett, worse in the I, league so I have a chance of not finishing last. I uh, sent Brett a trade, and he hasn't responded, man. Oh, you sent that offer? Yeah, I sent that offer to him. So, well, I, dude, would, uh, I wish you would have told me that last week. I would have gave you Josh Jacobs for uh, Najee. He was, oh, uh, you, got someone else, you got something else you want to offer for him? I got Jalen Waddle. Jalen Waddle's not shit with that. I need to run uh, back. Not just, yeah, I got nobody, man. The Dolphins aren't shit without Tua. Tua is drinking applesauce through a straw, sitting on his couch, and Dolphins are losing football games. It's very, it's very <laughs> ironic right. how we're talking shit about the Dolphins all year, and then now we're all like, "Oh, go Dolphins!" <laughs> hey, no, hey. not anymore. Josh, who's this? Josh, hey, 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 Tyler, who's this? Who's this? He's sucking ding dongs and ho hos through a straw. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out, Coach Henderson. We miss you, buddy. Shout out. Coach Henderson, remember that shit for or, or Coach Fulton. You want to be good or you want to be great? Hey, Cam, you want to be good yeah. or you want to be great? Uh, not worried about your quotes, um, but unfortunately, we don't we don't get to talk to you guys about our softball league this week. Uh, we actually had to cancel our game because our star shortstop had a broken finger. We had to let her heal up. Annie Shelton out on the IR, so uh, canceled the game this week. Um, Is that from the bomb that she caught? Oh, it is the line drive catch, but she'll be healed up. We got big playoff matchup coming up this Sunday. Uh, we're gonna. I are actually. There's a rumor the bleachers are already sold out, so there's a couple standing room tickets left if you guys want to come watch the uh, Blue Softballs. Go ahead and uh, take the take the championship. But um, yeah, we're yeah, gonna have no to so fight an uphill no battle though, Cam. I, I think we're gonna have to fight an uphill battle. We only have. Uh, I think two wins in our whole season, and one of the wins shouldn't have even counted. So, the uh, we, yeah, but we would have three, but we win the trophy for ultimate nice guys because there is a mentally handicapped team in our league, and the ump asked us in the second game of the doubleheader if we would take it easy on them and let them score runs. <laughs> so there we go. Man, I uh, I do want to go back and say that um, because we blew that uh, bases loaded, uh, Daniel Weisenborn foul out, then my ground out to the pitcher, at the end of the game uh, we have to we were gonna play Karen's team again to break the uh, ice, you know, for the playoffs from the first round, but now we're playing a new team we've never played. So we've never played the team that we're playing. No, they had to play them. Oh, uh, they're also pretty bad, but they're uh, they played for the higher seed and. Since uh, they split the games last week, the uh, Karen team is actually going to play the uh, team that we beat once. Oh, all right. Yeah, so um, it should be a nail-biter. 
Yep, so make sure you uh, go on go on Ticketmaster or SeatGeek Game Time, wherever you get your tickets from, and uh, look up the uh, Blue Softballs. Uh, tickets are a very hot commodity right now, um, but there's a couple standing room tickets left, so make sure you uh, join the crowd and come watch us win the league. Um, but yeah, other than that, weekend went well for me. Um, went and watched my uh, little nephew. He's starting roller hockey. Um, went and watched him get into a little hockey and uh, get experience. Um, and then hung out with family a little bit. Uh, shit, Saturday, didn't do too much. Watched college football. Enjoyed that. I watched uh, watched that uh, Red River Showdown. Good God, that wasn't even a game. Um, supposed to be one of the biggest hype matches of the year, and it was uh, pretty boring to watch. But um, pretty bad as how fun is, is so bad without Lincoln Riley and Caleb Williams. Yeah, they they are terrible. Um, and then yeah, Sunday went went and uh. Played a little, played a little pickleball with some of the some of the roommates. Um, put a couple bets in, hit my bets, rode the Jets money line. I love it. Zach Wilson is the dog, um, and rode that Cowboys money line too, boys. The Cowboys are looking good, and the Rams are looking terrible. Um, so that's uh, that's how my weekend went. But uh, you guys got anything to, else to add on your weekend? Yeah, I also want to say a couple shout-outs. Um, first off, shout-out Abby O's. Photos. Oh, yes. Big, big contributor, um, contributor, not contributor, but contributor, I can't talk right now, to the podcast. Uh, submitted, I think, over 12 logos for our podcast. We're doing very well with this podcast, and she, she wants to climb aboard, and I would too if I had her skills, and she uh, – Sent a lot of logos, which we will use. It was a fan-submitted logo, but uh, we love our fans, so we are going to use that logo. And another big shout-out I want to give to Cam's Uncle Bart. I actually received an Amazon package the other night. Uh, I was very surprised. It had no name on it, nothing. And I opened it, and it was uh, some baby wipes and then then it was a couple onesies and I uh, I think it was like it wasn't just a couple it was probably three sleeves of onesies and I uh, I opened it up I was a bit confused about who got it for me and I uh, I I called Amazon and they wouldn't tell me I guess because of uh, buyers protection they didn't want to give off a name so I I was on hold for a minute kind of confused but I was just like oh okay well then around 10 o'clock that night I get a call from Cam or I get a text from Cam he's like hey Check your Instagram DMs, and uh, Cam's Uncle Bart surprised me and my wife and bought us these, uh, bought us this gift, and it was very unsolicited, it was very surprising, and it literally made our night, so I want to say thank you to Uncle Bart, I uh, can't wait to meet you one day if we can, uh, keep up the comments in the Instagram, you're a true man, and I appreciate you, and thank you for everything you did for my family. Shout out Uncle Bart, great guy, stand up guy. Um, yeah, I was very shocked when he sent me that text and said to make sure that you got the package, um, because he couldn't put a note or anything in it. So he wanted to make sure that you weren't confused tonight. So I sent you that text and huge shout out to him. Um, 
Also, huge shout out to him for sliding in the comments and trying to steal a Max girl, Annie Shelton. Um, but yeah, that's that's all I got for my weekend. Tyler went over his. Austin, do you want to get into any of yours? Or are you just gonna what happened on the party stayed at the party? <laughs> well, I mean, I can tell you that we went to that the strip laugh, club. Bro. We spent <laughs> a lot of money at the strip club. <laughs> but uh. So, yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll keep it at that. I was at a, I was at a, I was at a bachelor party for one of my really good buddies down here in Charleston. We went to Myrtle Beach, and uh, who was it? Whose bachelor party? It's one of my really good buddies down here. Um, but we went up to Myrtle Beach, rented a fucking Airbnb that had like a gaming room with a big TV and had foosball, ping pong, t- uh, golden tea. Uh, pool. It had a heated pool in the backyard. It had we had a projector set up. We had like four TVs on football. I mean, it was a great time. Absolute blast. Um, but yeah, I'm ready. To, I'm ready to sit down and just watch some college football this week. To add into that, go. I want to add into that real quick. That uh, I was actually under the assumption that Austin had gone off the rockers. I thought he was uh, the strip. Just going to the. Strip- Fun. Yeah, yeah, I thought that was like his new thing. I thought he either got a promotion at work or he was just like, hey, I'm going to try this once <laughs> and then the next day I'm going to go back again. And uh, yeah, yeah, so I, was su- I was such an idiot because I asked him, I was like, hey, man, like I was just kind of concerned about him a little bit. But then I realized he was just at a bachelor party. So I'm glad you're normal, Austin. I'm glad you're not like a couple of my friends who fall in love and uh, try to date uh, – to try to find girlfriends, you know what I mean? That's just mm-hmm. that's my perspective. Girls are overrated, man. Who would want girls that? are overrated. So I just I'm glad that you're okay. I'm glad that you're uh, you're back on your high horse. You're back to where you are, and uh, I'm glad that you're on this podcast with us. There we go. I was uh, was I was also concerned. I thought he was one of those guys that just chose to spend his night sipping a drink and staring at ass cheeks. Um, <laughs> But he had a good excuse. Oh, I did, good. I did, never mind. I'm he, he had a good excuse being on a bachelor party, so we gave him we gave him some shit. Um, I'm the life but, of the party, boys. I will tell you that. Oh, we saw it, dude. With every <laughs> yes, uh, with we every did. single every picture. Nineteen dollars that you spent, and all you had that money spread out. Oh yeah, bud. Money wasn't You know what I'm you say? I said money wasn't the only thing spread. <laughs> oh, man. All right. This uh, is a PG podcast. Yeah, PG. God dang. We're going to R-rate it. R-rate it. Um, all right, yeah, you can, you can delete that. It's all good. No, I'm keeping it. No, no one, there's uh, no deletions, but this is an X-rated podcast. Anything we say goes. But let's uh, let's get into some football talk here um, about our game thoughts over the weekend. And I, I just want to say – the, the NFL needs to fucking figure it out. I don't know what your guys' thought on. We saw multiple terrible roughing the passer calls. Yeah. Ever since this Tua situation that he was on the ground throwing up the west side signal with his hands because he got his head cracked on the ground when he shouldn't even have been playing in the game. Um, they, they, they changed these protocols and all this because they're freaking out about the mental or the physical health to the like from hits to the head that you you pretty much you might as well play two hand fucking touch with the quarterback at this point i'll tell you i'll 
I think it is. I agree with you 100%. And I and I, I kind of have a theory to this. And I don't know if, if anybody really thought about it this way, but, you know, may, you know here's just, uh, you know, something to chew on here. Um, I think that football is a violent sport. We all know that. Mm-hmm. We've known that forever. You know, we us that played football chose to play that violent sport. We know what that entails. Instead of the NFL just taking that and instead of the NFL taking that and just with it and saying, hey, this is a violent sport. You know what you're getting into. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we all know what we all know what this entails. Instead of doing that, they're like, oh, my gosh, well, let's go ahead and let's just make it as safe as possible and just put bubble wrap around them so nobody gets yep. hurt. You they know, might at, the of, at the end of the day, these athletes are making millions and millions and hundreds of millions of dollars for some of the athletes. Mm-hmm. They, at the end of the day, they're getting paid that much. And if, if, if something's wrong with them at the end, and, 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 you know, and I'm not saying this, I'm not saying CTE is a good thing or anything like that. It, it, it's not. We shouldn't. We should try to get away from CTE. And all that kind of bullshit. But we also need to not put bubble wrap on these people. If you're getting mm-hmm. thrown, if you're getting backed and you get rolled up on on accident, there's no way that should be a, a rough in the passer. Come out and say this is a violent sport. You know what you're getting into. It is what it is. We're gonna have guidelines that protect you from getting injured. That the Dolphins probably violated to keep Tua in the game. You mm-hmm. know, like that shouldn't happen. And we should never have been in position for him to get hurt like that because he should never have been in the game. But if you just come out and say this is a violent sport, you know what you're getting into, and if if you don't want to play it, don't play it. But we're compensating you millions and millions of dollars. You know the the small likelihood of something to happen to you, like what happened to Tua, you know the the very small chance of that happening, it is what it is. I mean, like you know what you're getting into, you're getting paid. You know, yeah. I, again, that Tua situation, that's a bad example because he should have never been in the game to begin with. Exactly. If he, he wasn't that, that hit happened on anyone else. It, what it, he wouldn't have got a concussion because it wasn't that hard of a hit. He just was not in a in a in a position to play the game. As you yeah, as you said, CT terrible terrible situation. And I just knowing someone that has had multiple situations with it, um, it's not fun for anybody involved. The person with it, anyone around him, because of the stuff that they that he has to go through that they have to help him with. Um, but at the end of the day, if you're if you're getting paid the amount of money these guys are getting paid and you're playing a sport that is physical and you know you are going to get rocked at times, the NFL cannot keep changing these to where pretty soon the quarterback might as well just put flag belt on him and we're just going to have to pull the flags because we're not going to be able to yeah. touch him. It's yeah. like prime example is monday night football we go and i'm not like there's been multiple but this is like this one was crazy to me the Derek Derek cars rolling back in the pocket <clears throat> cam's a, boyfriend <clears throat> a player a player comes around the outside and comes from behind him and not only sacks him but strips the ball from him while he does it with a very clean play, even braces with his left arm as he's falling to the ground. And they the reason they give a passing roughing the passer call is because he landed on him with his full body weight. What does the NFL expect these defensive players to do? When you're when you are that amount of like weight and you're falling forward, you can't stop your momentum from falling on the quarterback. The quarterback yeah. is in that position. I, I understand the quarterback's defenseless at times, but the quarterback also has to know if you're getting sacked, you have to wrap up and brace yourself for a fall. 
the, the player yeah. cannot stop his momentum from falling on you with his body weight. This stupid rule that they've implemented about the full body weight makes no sense. You can't control what amount of body weight is landing on these quarterbacks when you sack them. That, that, that's, yeah. just, that's just what it is. And, and another one is Tampa Bay. Yeah, that Brady one. That that's another one. Like, and it's just amazing to me because these defensive players make these plays and they stand up and the, the true disbelief that's in their face when these flags come flying out of these refs' pockets because they're like, "What am I supposed to do in this situation? Like, I'm playing my position. My my job is to get the quarterback onto the ground." And we saw we had we saw it in the Chiefs game again last night. There was like three plays where I think it was uh, Crosby from the Raiders. He went he went in, and when he would grab Mahomes, like players are getting scared to drop the quarterback. He wrapped him up and kept holding him until the ref would blow the whistle and then just let him go standing up. That's what it's going to turn into. These guys aren't going to get tackled. It's I'm, it's it's going to be a it's going to be another position that's similar to the kicker. You touch him and it's going to immediately draw a yellow flag. And if yep. they keep going down that path, the quarterbacks aren't going to be scared anymore to stand in that pocket because they know they can't be touched. Yep. Um, so so I'm I, saying NFL just needs to come out and acknowledge that it's a, instead of instead of just ignoring that it's a violent sport and trying to make it not violent, acknowledge it's violent and say, hey, you know, we're doing everything we can to protect the game and the players from uh, from head injuries and other injuries. We're doing everything we can to protect them from those. But sometimes there's going to be something. There's going to be some things that we can't protect them against due to the nature of the sport, and they understand exactly. that. Exactly. Crazy. We all and, miss football. Embrace it. And when, yeah, and maybe if they want to really push the CTE protection stuff, then these pl these plays like the roughing the passer where they're just falling on the guy, that's not stuff that needs to be called. You need to go after these players that are making dirty hits when the QB's mid-slide. That's the kind of play that you can push and say, like, that's completely unnecessary by the defensive player. If a QB's going into a slide form, like, into a slide, there's no reason to full-on dive and hit him in the face. Great. Like, th that is a play that I immediately say, yes, throw the flag. And I, I don't care what you do to that defensive player. That's on him. But when a defensive lineman runs in and sacks the quarterback and there's a flag thrown and – like, it's changing the aspects of football games. Like, this is going from a team that's on, like, fourth down to immediately giving them a first down because they touched the quarterback. So not only are quarterbacks going to know they can't get hit, defense is going to get scared to touch them because they know they're going to get penalized. Um, so I, I think the NFL has a lot of work to do um, looking into this CTE stuff. And like I said, I don't think CTE has anything – I don't think uh, CTE has – like, I think it's a big deal, like we said, but the NFL has plenty that they need to look into on how they're going to protect these players. Yep. Um, because how the road that they're going down, it's going to be little league flag football here eventually. You're not going to be able to tackle anybody. You're not going to be able to make hits. Um, and, yeah, so th that's my thought on the first situation with this roughing the passer stuff and, like like I said, thoughts with Tua and thoughts with these quarterbacks that got hit, but uh, we we gotta realize we're playing football, guys. Um, yeah. Like these things are gonna happen, unfortunately. Um, we can take, like you said, we can take steps to limit them, but.
but it's at the end of the day, you're going to have to acknowledge when you're jumping into an NFL league, like there's a chance you're going to get your shit fucked up. And that's just comes with the territory of your $250 million deal. Um, well, not everybody's making $250 million. Some people making less than a million a year, but yeah, I, I, no, agree I know what you're saying, but I'm talking. Yeah, I, like I, I, I agree. The big concept. Yeah. Um, all right, but, let's jump into week six. Let's jump into week six. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's get into that's it. Let's spend Everybody's heard enough about this NFL bullshit now over the last few days. So let's jump into week six. All right. Before we jump into week six here, let's throw it back to week five. Let's go over our uh, picks of the week. Wait, hold um, on, hold on. Before we do that, I want to talk about why our chat was like keeping up with the Kardashians oh for the last four hours. What the no, hell was can, that about? No, no, we can what do the hell that was that about? We can, get, we can do that when we get to the game, Vargas. Okay, that yeah, game is in like six picks. We'll get there. Yeah, we need um, to, because I don't even know what that was about. <laughs> so, we uh, have already talked this out, but, it, I mean, I'm right, so. <laughs> All right, so let's uh, jump to our locks of the week from last week. We'll start it off with the same order we did last week, and we're going to run with this order for the rest of the season. Um, Austin went ahead and went first. Um, he gave us Bills, minus 14 over the Steelers. And what one hell of a correct lock of the week from him as the Bills steamrolled through the Steelers and won 38-3. He also took the Titans, minus 2.5, versus the uh, Washington Redskins, because there will always be that. Uh, And they won 21-17. So Austin, two correct locks of the week. Good job there. Then we, uh, we throw it over to Tyler. Tyler came at us with Seahawks plus six versus the Saints. Um, and he learned why you don't ride with Geno Smith. Um, the Saints won 39 to 32. He wrote uh, back. Yeah, he, he still didn't write back. Um, the Seahawks lost by seven, so the spread was not covered. So Tyler went incorrect on his lock. And then I went with Titans minus two and a half versus the Washington. Just like Austin, as I talked about earlier, that one hit. I also took the Chiefs minus seven versus the Raiders, which here we go. Now we can talk about this game. The Chiefs won 30, not 30 to 29. Um, and at the end of the day, Austin and me, we argued for a, all night last night as I was working an overnight shift, and we argued for a little while today. Some of it was me just stirring the pot and uh, – knowing that I could get Austin riled up, but I do truly believe that a lot of this game, and I'll agree with Austin, Derek Carr, not the best quarterback in the league. I don't think he's terrible by any means, but I think he's a very subpar QB. I, I think he's middle of the pack, but for some reason, Austin and Tyler think he's one of the worst. Um, I never said that. Not once in my life. You I guys said, said he sucks. I said he sucks. He's not the guy. He's not the guy. But at the end of the day, I, no matter how bad your quarterback is, if the game is 30-29, to 29, you're playing Kansas City. You have to take sure points to, in my uh, – if I'm looking at the game. You have I, to. I'm not okay. saying you're wrong. Would I have gone for two in that position? Absolutely not. But I respect the call. I mean, when, you're, when you are the underdog and you are down – and you're in Kansas City competing with one of the best teams in the league and you're trying to go for a win – I don't think that's a bad call. Would I have done it? No. But I do not think it's a bad call. Yeah, I, I agree that they're going for the win. But I, 
I think at the time of that, there were still like five minutes on the clock. So you – Their defense you, hasn't been able to stop them at all. Yeah, but you can't tell me that he – that McDaniels logically thought that that one point that would have made it 30-31 to 31 Raiders at the time against the Chiefs defense that had put points up like they did, he can't think that that one point is going to win them this football game with that much time. It would have. If, if he would have hit yeah. that – if they would have gotten yeah, that – Yeah, but we're not – Point, we're not we're not looking, won the, because they we're not looking into the future the there though we're not looking into the I future love, there. i love this dude i love how they're they just stopped, battling they stopped the chiefs and got the ball back yeah so but we're not looking they into the future had that there. one point they would have won the game you yeah. said that there's no logical way he could have thought that but it happened they didn't yeah, win because he didn't you, get it but if he gets it they win no no coach thinks that after watching and you called it out how shit their defense played all game and let the Chiefs march down the field and convert every third down. He no didn't trust them. I, I'm not disagreeing with you that you shouldn't trust the defense. I'm not disagreeing with that. You shouldn't have trusted the defense because they didn't stop them. But you said there's no way that he could have thought the defense would have stopped him. Well, he did because he went for two. So he obviously thought that if I get this and the defense stops him, we win the game. So obviously that's his, his thought process, and the defense did stop Kansas City. They did. They just didn't get the two point conversion. Yeah, and okay, so that's we th- we so we move we move on from that play call. Whatever it is, what it is, call it a wash. He he went for it. It didn't work I'll out. Say, I'll take. Uh, I'm right on that one too. No, you, I'm not going to give you your right, but I'm going to move on from it because I'm going to end this argument so we can move on with the that's- podcast. Before, but then, before you, yeah, I, I, I'm agreeing moving on. But before you move on, I want to say the argument started because Cam said that this loss is 100% on the play calling it of is. Josh Daniels. 100% is what he said. First of all, the offense for the Raiders scored on six of eight possessions, 75% of the time they scored. Every time, 75% Big of the time they touched the ball, they scored. And you're saying that that game is 100% on. Josh McDaniels' play call and none on the defense. Yes, at the at, at that point in the game, it was on the play call. Like that game, earlier in the game, great play calling. He scored on six of eight drives, but at that I, point, he cost his team. That was the game. that drive. That was a drive they scored on. Yes, I'm aware, but then that he cost play his call was not bad. He cost his team the game because he wanted to go for two. Take the Dude, points. The you're call, the he was, he was you're the underdog. Take the tie. The he was you, three inches away from winning the game. That's not a bad play call. They just didn't they didn't execute. There's a difference between not executing and a completely bad play call. If he was that awesome, your argument is he was confident that his defense was going to get a stop there and that one point would win in the game. If he's confident that his defense is getting a stop, take the sure point, and all you got to do is get in the field I'm goal not, range and kick a field goal. I'm not disagreeing with you that as you're 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 not you're not listening here. The play call, I don't I get that you're saying it wasn't the right to go for two. That's not a play call. That is a decision to go for two. A play call is the actual play that they run. The play call on that on decision to go for two was the right call. But to go for two, it's a gamble. It's I'm not saying there's a right or wrong here that going for it is right or going for it is wrong. I'm just saying I don't hate the call. Analytics said that there's a 94% chance they get it. So Obviously, it's not a terrible play call. It's just they didn't execute it. They didn't get it done. It's a gamble. But All just right, because so then, it's a gamble and you don't make it doesn't make it a bad play call. You can have right. the greatest coaching. You can have the greatest coaching ever for one game, 
and you comes down to one play and you don't get it, a.k.a. Pete Carroll in the Super Bowl. That was a terrible fucking play call to throw in the one-yard line when you got Marshawn Lynch. But I wouldn't say that that whole game rode on the play calling. At the end of the day, did a bad play call lose them the game? Yes, but that's it just contributed to it at the end. It, it's not the whole reason they lost. Well, they had two terrible ones, fourth down, four, and then they fourth and one. Maybe that, uh, it was not a play call either. Oh, it was. So I, I, I just want to say my piece with this real quick. I think that both of you guys, uh, great argument, very entertaining to listen to, but uh, I agree with Austin here. Honestly, 100% I agree with Austin. I'm not going to add any comments. I don't give a shit what you think. But I also <laughs> want to say, I also want to pat myself on the back because I was a very smart gambler last night and decided to take the, pa- the Patriots. The char- Oh, my God, dude. Yeah, figure out which teams play before you try and come in here and disrupt the our game. The Chiefs plus 145. My only, they were down by 17 because I knew they were going to fuck it up. And I, uh, and, I, what, and what was up I with that last play? Vargas, did I not? You did, you did. What was up with that last play call, though? Let's be honest, where Devontae yeah. and that receiver play run call. right into Hold each the- other and they literally smoke each other like something was not Well, that there. was that was more of not the two players running into each other. If you like the announcers broke it down, the 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 defense, the the defense for Kansas City pretty much forced those two players to alternate their route because they stuck to him so hard that Devontae had to cut earlier than he wanted to. So with Renfro not looking at where Devontae had to make his adjustment, then the routes crossed at the wrong time and the players collided. So that was more on the pressure from the defense causing the route to get fucked up. Play. I uh, think that was a good defensive play, but I think Aaron, I think Aaron, uh, Derek Carr, fucked up by not throwing it to number ten. That was wide open, two yards downfield. See, like this is we talked about this too, and I'll agree with you. Was that that guy was open, but at the end of the day, he's got Hunter Renfro who had a good game for him, and Devontae Adams, who he's he's at fourth and one. He's panicking. He's looking to his two best targets. He shouldn't be panicking. He's a professional fucking quarterback. Every quarterback's going to have the jitters. No, they do not. Dude. The best quarterback. Yes, they do. Dude, it's boys. fourth and one, dude. You throw the short ball, get the first down, and then you, you get no, the ball. You, don't, you live you, to fight another yes, day. I, yes, I, I you, don't, you, don't, I, you, don't, you don't. You don't throw it deep and hoping that Devontae Adams can jump up 12 feet up in the air and catch the ball. You don't do I, that ever. You, you don't, that, he wouldn't have had to jump if the route didn't get fucked well, up. Let me say this. He threw it on Devontae's route. Even if Devontae Adams was three yards downfield, even if he was three yards downfield and not 40, even if Hunter Renfro was three yards downfield, not 40, you throw it to the open receiver on fourth down, you pick up the fourth down, and you move on. You don't – I'm not – no QB. That, that player that was open had four targets, three of which he dropped, one of which bad pass by Derek Carr. I'll give it to you. I'm going to say we don't know those four drops. We have to move on. We have to move on. Dude, did you watch the game? We have to move on. They replayed all three of them multiple times. I will say this. We have to move on. We're 36 minutes in this podcast. We have to move on. He's a a professional receiver. I'll move on after this. He's a professional NFL wide receiver. If he is wide open, you give him the ball on fourth down. If he drops it, that's on him. But Derek Carr made a stupid call. And chucked it downfield on fourth and one when he didn't need to. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter if his receiver dropped it. It is the NFL. You trust your receiver to make that catch, and you go for the first down. All right, Tyler, you're 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 a hockey guy too. You're going in 
and you're going in on a you're going in on a three on a three on one. You have the puck. You have uh you have Connor McDavid who the def- the defense is covering, or you have a player like Kyle Clifford sitting sitting open, and the game's on the line in overtime. Who are, who are you giving the puck to? That is like, completely different because no, you have a not. You have someone shooting on a goalie. This dude is wide open for a first down to keep him going. The game is on the line. You go to <laughs> no, your hot no, hand. A better comparison would be you have a Connor McDavid with a goalie or you have a no-name on an open net. Which one are you taking? That would be a better comparison. No. What up? Because what you're saying is you have a better – you have one person that's not that's covered that's better at shooting the puck or you have someone that's not as good wide open. But they still have to shoot and make it on the goalie. That's completely different than having someone covered downfield and someone wide open three yards for a first down when all you need is three yards. That's a completely different scenario. Neither of us are going to give in on our side, so we're going to move on so we can get the podcast rolling. So the standings on lock of the week now after this week, Austin sits at 3-2 and two for his locks of the week on the season. Tyler sits at 2-3, and three, and I sit at 3-3 three and three for our uh, picks on locks. Um, we're going to jump into last week's bold predictions here. Um, speed through them a little bit. Raiders-Chiefs games we just talked about. Austin had a bold prediction. Raiders plus seven versus the Chiefs. He got that one correct. And then Austin took Carolina plus five versus the 49ers. Um, they lost 37-15. to 15. That Carolina team is in shambles. Fired their head coach. Um, Baker Mayfield's a fraud. Heisman bust. Um, so one and one for his bold predictions on the week for Austin. Then Tyler took the Giants plus eight versus the Packers. Looks like an absolute genius as the t- Giants not only covered the plus eight, they outright won the game 27 to 22. Um, and then Tyler also took the Cardinals plus five versus the Eagles. The Eagles did win, but they only won by three, winning at a score of 20 to 17. So Tyler went... Um, 2-0 and on his bold predictions. Good shit, Tyler. Thank you, thank you. Yep, I'm uh, still in first place, so not much has changed. Um, <laughs> and then uh, I took the Steelers plus 14. I thought it was a lot of points, but it is a lot. It is a lot of points, but against a with a Steelers sh- with a shitty Steelers and an elite Bills, the Bills came out 38 to three. Not even close to the spread. Um, so incorrect there by me. And then I took the Cowboys plus four and a half versus the Rams. The Ram the Rams are freaking Super Bowl frauds. Um they they went from winning the Super Bowl to being terrible. Yeah, I don't they, I don't know. They're I don't hard know to watch. The they're so hard to watch, aren't they? I don't know what the fuck they're doing. And speaking yeah, the, the so my bold prediction, that one was correct. Cowboys not only covered the spread, they won twenty two to ten. Um, I don't know what the fuck's going on with the Rams. They need to figure it out. Um, but let's real quick before we jump into this, we'll talk about hard to watch the Denver Broncos. And <laughs> can the NFL stop giving this fucking team primetime games? Cause it's making primetime hard to watch. Oh my God. Ain't that the truth? They have another one this week. They're playing Monday night. I, how, I think what have they been four of the first six weeks on primetime? Something like that. It, it, they're, they can't score a touchdown. R- Russell Wilson hasn't figured out what the fuck he's riding in Bronco country. 
Russell Wilson. He's riding the fucking bench. He's having a yeah, tough, he tough needs year. to be. He, so, I, speaking of tough to watch, the Broncos. And mon- they, please, NFL, next season, don't give them a single primetime match because they suck. Um, but, yeah, let's, uh, let's jump into um, this upcoming week here, NFL Week 6. Uh, we're going to start with everyone's locks of the week. Um, so, Austin, take it away. Give us your locks of the week for this week. All right. Um, so, all, I mean, I'll just have to say, start off here with uh, I chose – I actually like a lot of the underdogs this week, to be honest mm-hmm. with you. Um, I think it's it, – this, this, this year in the NFL has been so crazy. There's so much parity, and the, the, the playing field is so equal. Mm-hmm. It's it, hard, hard to pick locks, and I, and I feel like it's been like that for me so far this year. Um, but I'm going to say my lock of the, my lock of the week this week is going to be, I'm going to do two. I'm going to do the first one's going to be Tampa at Pittsburgh. Um, I think Tomlin has completely ruined Kenny Pickett. The dude has thrown three interceptions, uh, two weeks ago and however many last week against Buffalo. Um, he hasn't thrown a touchdown yet. So, I mean, he's already got like five interceptions and zero touchdowns and that's just going to ruin a, a rookie quarterback. It's, I mean, it's just going to kill his freaking confidence. So, um, I have no faith at all. And um, no faith at all in Pittsburgh. Um, my next lock the week that I'm going to do is I think that um, the Chargers five and a half over Denver. I think Denver's absolute trash, um, mm-hmm. as we saw last week. But they're playing in L.A. This is hard for me to say it's a lock in an AFC West showdown because the games are always close. But this Broncos team is the worst team I've seen in a very long time. I'm going to say that the Chargers can put five and a half up on the can beat the Broncos by five and a half. The Chargers have a lethal offense. I don't think the I don't think the um the Broncos. Keenan Allen, please come back. So those are my two locks. LA over Denver and Tampa over Pittsburgh. I like both of those. Um all right, Tyler, what do you got for us? I got the Giants plus four and a half against the Ravens. Uh the Giants are a great football team. I don't know why everyone discounts them. They can run the ball. Daniel Jones is having a great year. He can run the ball as well. He takes risk. He lowers his shoulder. He runs. He, uh, he. I don't think he's ever thrown for over 300 yards, but he gets the job done. And this year, the Giants are something special to watch. Uh, big fan of the Giants. I think that this will be a defensive battle game. Uh, four and a half points will be well enough points to cover this spread. It's going to be a really close game. And... Uh, It'll come down to the final possession. You got only one for us this week, or you got a second? Uh, I'll just give you one. I mean, I I think the Commanders are on an even spread against the Bears. The lock as well. I think the Bears suck. Huge, huge okay. fan of the uh, not betting on the Bears. The Bears always let me down, and they're playing prime time on Thursday. So, go Washington. All right. Um. I'm going to go ahead and give us two here. My first one, um, I'm going to take the Patriots plus three um, oh. versus the Browns. Uh, the, Patriot. Patriot, the Patriots looked damn good this week. Um, I think the, the Browns are average. Um, I The Patriots, I mean, they had a chance in every single game they've been in this year to come out a winner. Um I think three points is enough. They're underdogs. Um, so that's my first one. Um, 
And then... Ah, shit, I'm going between two here. Um... I'm gonna I'm gonna ride with Austin. I'm gonna take that Chargers minus five and a half versus the Broncos. Same reason he said, and we talked about just a little bit ago. Another prime time game for the Broncos, and the Broncos suck. Um, and like Austin said, Chargers elite offense. Um, Justin Herbert's gonna roll against Denver. Um, they're gonna win by well over five and a half. So that's my two for the week. Um. All right. So with those, with our locks of the week being in there, we're gonna jump over to um everyone's bold predictions. So Austin, we're gonna start with you again. Um. So go ahead and give us your bold prediction for this week. My bold prediction this week is Atlanta covering against San Francisco. Um. I picked. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Um. Who was it that played um, played San Francisco this past week? It was um, oh, that was Carolina plus five. Carolina. I picked Carolina to cover against San Francisco this past week, and I got my ass handed to me, so I'm really hesitant to do this again. But I think Atlanta has been so close to winning some of these games, and they're going to come in, especially on that bullshit Tom Brady uh, roughing the passer call. I think they're going to come into this game with a chip on their shoulder. So I think at, they're at they're in Atlanta. I think Atlanta's going to come out firing. Hopefully, Cordero Patterson will come back this week. Maybe not, but I think Atlanta can do what uh, can get at least cover the spread. I don't think they're going to win it, but I think they'll cover the spread. Can they please start using Kyle Pitts more too? What? Are, quit using him as a linebacker. Trade that dude off my fantasy team. Huh? Uh, so I'm about to trade that dude off my fantasy team. He sucks. But, <laughs> he's been, he's hurt. Um, so. Yeah, he still sucks. But. Any, and then uh, my other bold prediction that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick is I'm going to pick Carolina again. They fucked me last week, but you know what? They're coming in with Steve Wilkes, defensive-minded coach. The Rams have been struggling on offense. Um, so I think the Carolina – I mean, it's an 11-point spread. An 11-point spread. That's huge for the NFL. I think the Carolina, just solely on the, on the fact that the spread is so big and the Rams are, and the Rams are struggling to score, I think Carolina comes in here – they may actually win this game. I'm not going to say for sure they'll win this game, but I think for sure they'll cover. Ready, Tyler, what do you got for your bold predictions? A couple bold predictions. First off, I'm going to go with the same thing Austin had, the uh, Panthers plus 11. Too many points to count. I think that the Rams can't cover an 11-point spread. I think that is insane. But I'm also going to go back to Seattle and go all hail Geno. Plus three points against the Cardinals. I think uh, you might call me crazy, but I uh, think this is an absolute bold prediction. And I think that Gino throws for over 125 yards this week. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, and hopefully squeaks out a win. <laughs> oh, man. Um, I'm not going to use it as my bold prediction, but I also selected in our uh, pickums. I also selected that Carolina plus 11. Um, I think the Rams are going to win that game, but the Rams have been freaking struggling, and a team that is struggling is going to really struggle to win by 12 points in the NFL this year. Um, and you never know with the uh, head coach switch what's going to 
click in that locker room for Carolina. So I'm I'm expecting a shock out of Carolina this week and a good bounce back for them. Um, but my uh, my lock of the week this week, I'm gonna I'm gonna lock in um, the Vikings minus three over the Dolphins. Uh, the Vikings have been rolling, and the Dolphins are not. Um, so that's my reason for that one. I just think that's kind of going to be a one-sided game. Um, the the Dolphins. Huh? To me on that one, it depends on if Teddy Bridgewater plays. If Bridgewater plays, I think Miami squeaks it out. If Bridgewater's out again, I pick Minnesota all day. Yeah. Um, I I, I would tend to agree, but I, I think even if Bridgewater plays, Minnesota takes that game. Um, and then I'm gonna take another this that that one wasn't as that one wasn't super bold since I went with the favorite. Um, but I'm I'm gonna go with an underdog here. And I'm gonna ride with the team that I bet with this week. I'm gonna take the Jets plus seven against the Packers. Um, the Packers are sh- they're streaky, man, and the Jets are looking decent. Um, seven points is a big big spread for the NFL. Um, so I like that. I don't I don't think the Jets win that game necessarily, but I think uh, they stay within the seven points. Maybe lose by a field goal. But I like that Jets plus seven this week versus Green Bay. Um, all right, I guys. Cover, I think Packers win. Yeah, that's that's my thoughts on the game. Um, so that's uh that's gonna wrap up this week's uh locks of the week and our bold predictions. Um, huge shout out to all of our listeners. Um, thanks for tuning in again. If you're here with us and you made it through to the end, thank you very much. Um, anyone else got anything they want to add? Yeah, I'd like for uh, I'd like for whoever's listening to comment on who won this debate about <laughs> Las Vegas and Kansas City just to put Cam in his place. But you know what? Shout out to all of our listeners. You guys are awesome. Come back for college football. <laughs> Yeah, I also want to say shout out to all the listeners, all 42 of you. I, I love every single one of you. I don't know who you are. Uh, 55% of you are girls, women, which I'm also very surprised by, but we will take every single listener that we can. Uh, big shout out to Uncle Bart. Big shout out to Abby O Photos. Big shout out to Annie Shelton. Big shout out to um, Gamblers Anonymous. Big shout out to everybody. <laughs> all right, that's it for me, boys. All right, guys. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in to another episode of Bold Predictions Podcast, BP Podcast. It's in your wallet.